Hey there, film clubbers. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Fangirl Film Club. And for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and all kinds of other goodies, you can support us on Patreon. Recorded live in front of a feline audience. Coming to you from coast to coast, it's the Fangirl Film Club. The Fangirl Film Club is a podcast created by adults and featuring adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another riveting episode of the Fangirl Film Club, a movie podcast where we go deep down the resume of all your fangirl faves. And let me tell you, we've seen some shit. Hey Hey, everybody. everybody. Jinx. (laughs) Welcome back. I'm one of your co-hosts, Emily J, and I'm joined as always by my beautiful co-host. Mia. I'm here. Mm. I made it. We made it. She made it. We're so cute. We're so gross. Um, <laughs> just one of those obnoxious couples who sit on the I same know. side of the booth. Just love each other too much. Sharing milkshakes. Two straws. Aww. All the backwash. <laughs> I would gag at the same side of the booth. I had, a, I had a boyfriend once who tried to do that with me. And I was like, is there something wrong with the other side of the table? And he was like... <laughs> No, I just wanted to sit next to you. I'm like, you sat next to me in the car and you yeah. will sit next to me again in the car. I need to yeah. not be sitting next to you. I would like to Oddly spread. Enough. Yeah. I'll lean up. We didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we had different needs in that relationship and I needed to fucking breathe. And he was yeah. like, no. He will not. Uh, yeah. Well, he was he was one who uh, at one point we were all out together with another friend of ours and he he said something to me and she decided it was the perfect time to lean across the table and go are you gonna cut her meat for two there cal <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah that's where we're at you gotta <sighs> you gotta back the fuck off man <laughs> is that kathy bates that's kathy it bates is in it titanic? is kathy bates okay. from titanic yes it is the unsinkable right. molly brown <sighs> and it love was her the, it was the perfect question for that love everything about her <laughs> She was the best. She was the best. Have you seen that post floating around that's like, what would you be able to afford on the Titanic? Like, what kind of room? Oh. And it has the oh, no. prices adjusted for inflation. <laughs> and it's it's upsetting. No. <laughs> it's so upsetting. I'm sure it is. It's like military barracks were like $600 converted. It's oh, my God. Awful dreadful to die in the military barracks because you know because you got part's locked not gonna in end well yeah <laughs> like, how much money would you pay to die on the titanic horribly yeah this much this much is what i would pay oh man well uh on that note speaking of death um and horror so much death yeah <laughs> So much death and horror. Uh, we watched Big Shock, another horror movie this yeah. week. Um, it is nice, though, to have a movie podcast where your main focus is mediocre films because there is nothing more mediocre than the horror genre. Yes. <laughs> we, have, we have films for years if we only did horror movies. I have um, one to we... propose for next Christmas. So just Ooh. FYI. So oh, next excited. Christmas. It's not for anybody, wait. but I saw it. <laughs> In passing, and yeah, we need to do it next Christmas. Beautiful. Can't wait. Can't wait. This week uh, was my pick, and we watched the 2021 version slash sequel to the original Candyman. 
uh, written by Jordan Peele, Wynne Rosenfeld, and Nia DaCosta, directed by Nia DaCosta, mm-hmm. and starring uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen and Tiana Parrish, who were both wonderful and underutilized. I will say mm. that. Yeah. Yeah. I will <sighs> say, I originally, when I saw this, I was not watching it for either uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen mm-hmm. or Tiana Parrish. I was watching this for Nathan Stewart Jarrett. Oh, a jo- a ray of sunshine. I love him so much. A joy in so every much. scene. Mm-hmm. A joy in every scene. He was he was the best. I think he was the best part of this whole this whole movie. He was yes. a thousand he was percent. Such a, he was he was just like a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. because it took itself really seriously. And he didn't. Yeah, he had the best so line. Nice. He d- he line. had the he had All both the best of lines. my best lines came from him, um, and I was so glad. And I'm I'm certain we're going to say the same line because it's just <laughs> perfect. Um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this uh, this movie, I have conflicting thoughts because I wanted to like it so much. I was like, ooh, I really like the original Candyman. Mm-hmm. I hated that. There were five after that were, again, big shock. Early 90s yeah. horror movies got Pulp. increasingly Crap. worse Yeah, uh, with each with each installment. <clears throat> but I don't think this is when crap. I heard, no. Yeah, it's just when it's I heard this was like a else. sequel, though, mm-hmm. instead of like the thing I was like so excited about. I was like, oh, they're pretending the other movies didn't happen, which is what we should uh, all do. Yeah. Um, so I was I was down with that. Um, but yeah, I have thoughts, <laughs> but we have segments, so we do, we'll get to them. Um, and I need to pitch this first, correct? Please do. Yep. I need to give you I money. Will. Yes. I'd love to know how much money you give me, but, uh, yeah. we'll find that out later. Yes. Cause for right now, get in the elevator with me. We're going <laughs> up because America's hottest new club. Yeah, is called Candyman. Mm. It has everything. It has shadow puppets. It has vacant expressions. It has extremely haunted eczema and a fangirl film club favorite. Lots and lots of bees. <laughs> Just for the bees, take all my money. Just take for the bees. Take all the money. For the be- we love bees on this podcast. Fucking love bees. <laughs> Oh, that was the most unhinged episode. If you made it through that episode and you're here now, like, thank you. Oh, thank you. you some merch. That was the most chaotic episode. God. But I mean, you put a you put a hive of bees in any movie, and we will watch it. Yes, <laughs> and comment on it because we so love many bees. bees. Yeah. <laughs> so many bees. But, um. Speaking of bees, why don't you tell us what happened with the bees? Okay, this, I will tell you. This, this is the longest recap I think that I have ever done. Um, For the shortest movie we've ever watched on this podcast. Is this the shortest one? Okay. I think so it is. so much yeah. going on. Okay. All right. Go for it. Anthony McCoy is an artist past his prime at the ripe old age of like 26, living with his girl boss art dealer, Brianna, girlfriend, girl boss art dealer, girlfriend, Brianna Cartwright in the bougie, gentrified part of Cabrini Green. 
Almost every white person in the movie is a complete piece of shit, namely an art critic who spends her time pacing galleries to shit on artists, and Clive, the gallery owner who takes advantage of his interns and generally sucks as an actor. Reflecting the gentrification and injustice that has plagued Cabrini Green since long before the original movie, Candyman is estimated to be the malevolent spirit of a man named Sherman who handed out children's candy and was gunned down by police. The movie cuts into flashbacks for what feels like every single character, and after Anthony summons Candyman in his and Brianna's apartment, the bee sting that he's received on his right hand five minutes into the movie immediately gets infected. And in every close shot, that's the case, but in every far or medium shot, the enormous infection is missing. And like every millennial working on a gig income, naturally he doesn't go to the hospital to get checked out until it's way too late, and it has covered half of his body. Everybody who summons Candyman except Anthony is hunted down and killed straight away, and opening character William Burke reveals that Candyman is an amalgamation of all the black men who have died at the hands of white supremacy in the Cabrini Green neighborhood. Anthony finds out that he is the baby Helen Lyle from the original Candyman, protected, so by the end of the movie, her death was for nothing! And it's all Billy's fault. (laughs) This is the kid from the 1977 opening, because Candyman killed his sister for playing fuck around and find out, So he set up Anthony to become him to get revenge on the white people for gentrifying the area, and he's too much of a coward to turn himself into Candyman. Brianna escapes Billy's clutches and stabs the fuck out of him with a box cutter, but Anthony is already dying. Plus, Billy called the cops to get... Come kill Anthony. So he can be added to the Candyman roster. So now the cops show up and kill him, somehow without missing at all and hitting her. Their aim is perfect. While Brianna cries out to them for help. They arrest her, clearly act like corrupt cops, so she summons Candyman, Canthony Man, at this point, to kill the corrupt cops and free her. I, you got every, every possible point. Um, There's so much happening in this movie. The, um, the... All right. The big picture here, the big theme at the end is that now Candyman says a cab and he only kills Uh cops, Um, which is interesting because Candyman was created by a guy murdered by cops. So why didn't he start killing cops in the 90s? Right. He should have always been a cop killing monster like (laughs) that's. That's like how I mean, they should like the only people who should be afraid of Candyman are like corrupt police officers. I know. And yet it's all white teenagers at sleepovers. So. I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot There's to a lot. unpack here. Mm-hmm. As, it as, is. as one would say. <clears throat> as as we've said, um, no, it's. Okay, now I am in the minority here, and Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to say something controversial. I have yet to be impressed with a Jordan Peele screenplay. Um, I have not liked anything that he has done, which is my personal opinion. I've been told so many times how wrong I am. Whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, some people don't like coleslaw. Some people don't like peanut butter. I don't particularly like Jordan Peele's movies. Um, I think everybody in them does a decent job, but the, the, there's no there there for me, but, uh, what bothers me and it's what bothers has bothered me about every film that I've seen of his is that it's set up to be like a, like a horror movie mystery. 
And it's so clearly telegraphed from the second scene how this mm-hmm. is going to end. Like mm-hmm. as soon as the, as the shadow puppets came out, I was like, oh, that's the baby. His name's Anthony. That's right. I remember seeing that yeah. in, the, in the, I mean, it's one of those things is like, there's a couple of tweaks they could have made, like have him be called like AJ or something. And then you yeah. don't know that his name is Anthony. If that's what you're going whatever. for with the murder mystery-ish if, part of it. Yeah. Because by the time he gets to his mom and, you know, is like half B. Yeah. And it's Vanessa Williams again. <laughs> I know. By the time he's, you know, half beasting and half like glazed eye crazy man. Yeah. Uh, by the time he gets there and he's like, he found me. Why didn't you ever tell me this was I was the baby that blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a reveal. Yeah. By any and it and it maybe it wasn't supposed to be, but it kind of felt like they were setting it up to be a big reveal. Mm. And it was just so obvious to me. Part of my issue with it is just he has no personality outside of being interested in Candyman. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't give him the room to breathe, and maybe that would have been an advantage of making this a longer movie. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really know anything about Anthony except that, like, he's an artist and obviously, like, doesn't like oppression. (laughs) But I think that should be (laughs) most people. Um, But otherwise, like, I don't really get a sense of his character until he's obsessed with Candyman and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And like Tiana Parrish is wonderful and beautiful and yeah. lovely to watch and everything. But like it for two people who are so charismatic, they didn't have any chemistry. It felt like, yeah. like I didn't, I wasn't invested in their relationship at all. I didn't feel like her, you know, leaving him was some big tragedy or like it was difficult for her at all yeah like the difficulty just, like, was when... leaving the sweet apartment because that was a sweet apartment <laughs> i know <laughs> that was a fucking sweet apartment okay but let's talk about the apartment though because they start off at cabrini green mm-hmm. in the in the 70s or whenever yeah and um <clears throat> and then they go like to the you know, it goes forward in time to the high rise. Right. But then he can still go back to Cabrini Green. So it's there one of those areas things that, that like just haven't been ungentrified yet, I guess. Right. I don't know like, how big Cabrini it seemed Green like, is. It seemed like it was like a relatively small project. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. well, because they only ever in in two films, they only ever showed like two alleyways right. of, you know, two sides of a couple apartment buildings. But like that he was able to go back and like there were still people and there were I don't know that there were people living there, but like what's his face? William Clark was there. Yeah. And, you know, he was able to like go and walk around. But I thought it would have been more interesting and like kind of played into the the lore or whatever of his character mm-hmm. if they had completely like raised the projects to the ground and then built the place that he ended up living. Yeah. Because it would have played back into the whole like he was always supposed to be back here this is where right. he was from kind of thing and like i thought it would have been cool if they'd you know it's kind of like kind of like salem you know where salem actually the real salem isn't like like where they killed all the witches is not where they 
call Salem now because it was so okay. cursed. <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit, we can't live here anymore. We have yeah. so many angry witch spirits here. Yeah. Um, they they moved the town and say that it's somewhere else now. So I thought that would be interesting if they just like said like, no, 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 Cabrina Green was like two blocks over. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But then like they build a high rise and like name it something new and shiny. And it's like, oh, actually, this was Cabrini Green. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that have been cool? But, no. but yeah. Yeah. That would have been more. More. Yeah. That would have been not, more. <laughs> maybe it wouldn't have saved it. But, you know. Yeah. For me. Would have been yeah. cool. Um, but, uh, Troy, the brother, was the best part. Best character. Made up Oscar right off the bat. Best character. <laughs> Troy Cartwright. <laughs> best character. Um, I, I have a made up Oscar for, both of my Oscars are actually for the, uh, the violence and the killing. Okay. Which I wasn't expecting to do. I don't usually. <laughs> okay like it um but i will say i gave an oscar for swiftest death to the most annoying white people yes. thank you okay yes. yeah yeah for for ridding us of the uh the art clive yeah clive, the gallery owner. clive yeah. and his and his middle school girlfriend yeah um named jerica jerica she <laughs> I don't blame her so much. She's 14. You know, we were all annoying when we were 14. <laughs> right. She's 14 and she's being taken advantage of by a much older man who yeah. among us wouldn't be so annoying. But like he ought to know better. And he was the worst. He was. So the I was worst. very happy. Yeah. Very happy when they died. Um, But this then leads me into my next Oscar, which is most PG violence in an R rated movie. Yeah. Who were they protecting in this movie? Because it was like Candyman shows up with his hook and then like people turn around to see him in the reflection. And then it's like yeah. wall blood splash. Yeah. And I don't need to see people get disemboweled. But like, I think that the intention in this is one of those like what you don't show is supposed to be scarier than what you show. But yeah. There was some unnecessary CG that was going on that I think, I don't know if that contributed to, like, we don't have the budget to, like, animate this entire thing that we're going to do or that we want to do. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, one of my made-up Oscars goes to mo most unnecessary use of CG for a hook, because there are parts where the hook is clearly CG. Um, I think so all, silly. Of, all of the R-rated horror is in the body horror. It's in yeah. that, like horrible skin condition that like yes it's that in the is eczema. very uncomfortable and i hate it um <laughs> the r rating is stored in the eczema that's it yeah. like <laughs> oh i love it that you say it like that Ugh. Um, <laughs> and i did think that some of the use of the mirrors was clever or at least like mm -hmm. fun to watch um but this also takes my made-up oscar for most use of mirrors in a movie since 2008's mirrors <laughs> there were so many and like again props to nia da costa because it's really hard to film around all those mirrors like you yeah. gotta point the camera yeah. in very you know creative ways and i actually i really like the way she uses a camera i like her as a director yeah um and this looked great like yeah. all of the like the architecture the setting yeah. like everybody in it looked great yeah 
it just felt like there wasn't enough. Everything except the CG hook. (laughs) Everything (laughs) except like that just like need to be there. (laughs) Yeah. Just let it be a hook. (laughs) And I can't remember. I kind of want to watch the 92 version again just to see. I mean, I remember because I watched it when this one came out. So I'd never seen it. Um, and so I watched that first and then I watched this one and like, and maybe it's because it's 1992 and people were still very much in the eighties, uh, gory slasher film, you know, mood, but like, it's a very bloody movie. It's a very, very gory, violent, scary movie. And this being like more implied, Mm -hmm. It just didn't feel like Candyman. Yeah. Like it felt like Candyman copycat. Yeah. And like, to be fair, I have not seen any of the crappy sequels from the 90s or 2000s. So I might, I might just be talking out my ass about how crappy they are, but generally (laughs) horror sequels tend to be pulp. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think it was a really good choice to obviously, instead of being like, let's put another white person into like oh yeah the neighborhood and then have that be the focus like obviously i think it was a very good choice to start with kind of the next candy man but mm-hmm. we just didn't spend enough time with him i feel to yeah. care but like i will com- keep coming back to it, it was like we don't know anything about anthony except that he was right. the baby and 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 we're not supposed to know that until later yeah like it really felt like they were taking us on that journey of that discovery and it's just like yeah yeah that's <laughs> that how was it was staring us in the face like yeah that's how it was staged <laughs> to be but at the same time like i think the quote comes to mind for me of like it's not how it's not the twists but it's how we get there like it's not the ending it's mm-hmm. how we get to the ending and yeah I just, I wanted to care more, but, like, this dude is so unhinged from the beginning once he finds out about Candyman that I'm like, okay, well, he's fucked, so and there's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if it had been, like, he was shown to be, because he was shown to be, like, a decent guy. Yeah. Who, you know, cuddled with his girlfriend on the couch. Yeah. But as soon yeah, I mean, because they sh- they tell the legend in the first scene. Yeah. So as soon as he finds, like that night, he's like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this." Yeah. And like, if they had just let it breathe for a minute, like maybe you know, shown him having a better relationship with his mom. So when yeah. he starts avoiding her and stops going to her house for dinner, like it would have been more. Oh, there's something really wrong with him. Right. But he does that from you the know, beginning. It's not Candyman influencing him that he is away from her. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it just seemed, it just seemed too rushed. Yeah. Um, And the flashbacks didn't add. So many flashbacks. Um, (laughs) My most unnecessary tragic backstory for this one goes to Brianna and Troy Cartwright because that played no bearing on anything. No part of it. just a horrible thing that happened to these poor kids and uh, yeah we didn't need to see that yeah also 
if her then, dad i don't know yeah. if they were in an apartment building or if they were in a house but if her dad was jumping from the second story window that gets you a broken ankle at best like, yeah <laughs> i have had family members <laughs> mental illness jumping out of second story windows that's what they got was broken ankles like yeah big drama yeah not to, minimize, not to not to minimize suicide because you know you get a bitch no. with suicidal ideation over here like <laughs> hey hey who wants to who wants to been live there. no one on this podcast yeah. been there <laughs> but like i don't know he was there was no reason for him to have been in it there was no reason for no like if that was to get us to humanize Brianna more and care more about Brianna, like care about Brianna now, I, as I members of the Dead Parent Club, <laughs> like, like, there are other reasons to be interested I, in us as people. So I didn't have a problem caring about Brianna. I was like, oh yeah, she's just like yeah. really got her shit together and yeah. has fallen for a kind of kind of a lazy artist who <laughs> yeah i mean like she's got her shit together she's gonna be like a gallery owner or art critic or art whatever dealer i think was her she was an dealer, art dealer. okay yeah. I was, I was like there's another word in the art world that i don't know um you know and like to see her at that dinner and everybody's like stepping over themselves to you know get to talk to her and like give her these mm -hmm. opportunities i was like yes but why were you ever with him yeah like, other than the fact that he's gorgeous, I yeah. did love Troy's line of, uh, put down them weights, pick up them brushes. <laughs> Everything he said was a delight. Everything it he was. said was a delight. It was. Should we talk about the best line in the whole movie? I know what you're going to say, and I forgot to write it down. But please, yeah, please say the best line. <laughs> if it's not the same best line that I have, that was easy to write down. The best line on, in the film in the screenplay was absolutely hands down for me. Ain't a dick on the planet good yep. enough to offset a demonology habit. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> that is correct. It's, it's, it's true. We should yes. all, <laughs> we should all take that advice to heart. And the way he said Zach it Bagans. was so perfect. <laughs> I know you're out there. I know you're listening. <laughs> Anyone who's fucked Zach Bagans should know that too. Um, but the other one that I, I loved was also his when they were, uh, when she went to, to Troy's apartment and was mm -hmm. complaining about what's going on, not complaining, but like was telling him everything that's going on. And he was like, black people don't need to be summoning shit. Yep, that was mine. That was my best line from him. Yep. Yay. <laughs> oh, so good. Yes, he was so good. Best character. Best character. Um, touching back on what you <laughs> said about the art dinner. Um, yes. I think for me, this does get another made up Oscar of most pretentious and in parentheses accurate portrayal of the art scene. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to say how accurate it was. Because it yeah. felt really real. Yeah. And. Yeah. yeah. Like I've been I mean, to a I... gallery opening. I've been to an exhibition. And like. Uh -huh. 
you do dress nice. I didn't talk to any of the artists because I'm not, you know, I'm not in the visual they arts. No, they'll not want to speak to me at the time, a lowly college student. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, what I remember from that was they had a bang in charcuterie board and there was a beautiful mm-hmm. lady that like I kept trying to muster up the courage to tell that she was pretty. <laughs> And so I just kind of lingered around the charcuterie board. (laughs) A panicked little bisexual (laughs) sheep. I was going to say, speaking as someone who has been to a art opening of art that was created entirely by human Oh, elements. Yes, 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 yes. I remember this. Hair, skin, teeth, fingernails. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and watched grown ass adults take it seriously. I was like, I can't with this fucking industry. I just can't. <laughs> we are the mud me, people. Right? There's <laughs> that's a throwback. There is a there is a sculpture. Built out of teeth. Yeah. And you're like, this is such an exciting use of space and and, and a a fresh take on the AI argument. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) This is made of teeth. This is what happens when edgelords get told they're special. (laughs) God. That was a that was a uh, a fangirl film club throwback. We're we're officially <laughs> looping on ourselves. If you're listening to all of our episodes, this is keeping track. If you're taking a shot for every time you watch a movie with a pretentious art exhibit, that's two. That's two. <laughs> so far, so far. Oh yeah, that given prompted- the nature. Of- uh, oh, yes, prompted one of my best worst lines of course was the art mm-hmm. dinner well everything every uh, all of my best worst lines were related to art or art people um you can change the institution from the inside oh like, i wanted to yell it's the only time i wanted to yell at the screen like i was watching a horror movie yeah. <laughs> brianna run yeah. <laughs> anytime anybody says that go yeah. the other direction yeah they don't mean it no no, because first you're going to be asked to pay your dues for how many years? Mm-hmm. And then by then you're just complaining if, because we've treated you well. We've done so much for you. This is not the bitter educator in me coming out about. And also, as someone who's tired, after after you're inside the belly of the beast and you're starting to be digested, you're like, this is mm-hmm. actually OK. I don't know why I was wanting to change this anyway. This is. Yeah. This is fine. This is paying my bills. This is okay. Yeah. My soul's and crushed. Then, what know, else do I have to lose? <laughs> I got I got nothing left. At least now I have health insurance, right? Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I was like, don't don't fall for it. Yeah. Don't fall for it, Brianna. Stay indie, girl. You that. got this. Stay indie. Ugh. Um, I did think she overreacted at that art dinner when he got up to like leave. Well, he was being very suspicious. <laughs> he was being weird, but like, yeah. she made it worse by being like, Anthony. Yeah. Like, yeah. girl, just let him go. He's not adding anything to this. <laughs> no, he is not adding anything you're, to the conversation. You're you're depreciating in value every time you stand next to him. So just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> let, him, let him go. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Um, what about your best worst lines? Yeah. Those were the only two. My, I didn't think they were were just best lines. Okay. They're just best lines. I didn't, I, I just thought everything was kind of like, you know, Um, Um, all of my best worst lines come from Clive predictably. Oh, please. Um, I, please hit me with all of them. This first one, I, would have rewound, rewound, remember that, kids? Um, I oh. would have rewound <laughs> the movie to get the rest of the line, except I would have thrown up if I had to listen to him say it again. Um, but the first part was, I need the great black hope. Ugh. Uh, making reference to the James Earl Jones movie, The Great White Hope, which is also, like, ugh, painful. Um, that was gross. Tell your boy not to hog the critic. Uh-huh. It's like, why why are you talking like this? Who who is what? talking like this? Also, she is having a 30-second conversation with him where she's shitting on everything that he does. I, like, I, know. I don't think you're in, I don't think you're in trouble of her not paying attention to other artists. I know. She just needs to take a giant shit on his work and then she'll be on her way. Yeah. Um, and then this, like Almost crossed into best lines, but Jesus, Jerrica, we get it. You like Joy Division. <laughs> it's a shame they died so quickly after that line. <laughs> I think it was perfect timing. I think I hated his delivery. Timing. I hated <sighs> his delivery of his Jeff Goldblum line of must go faster, must go faster. Like... Oh, I know. That was so stupid. Candyman, so kill stupid. him faster. Please shut this <laughs> dumb Candyman, bitch up. You, you must go faster. Be faster with that hook, buddy. Yes. Let's go. Um, I, uh, I don't know how I feel about the ghoulish puppetry of the CG of bringing the OG Candyman into this one. I, You know how I feel about ghoulish puppetry yeah. when they <laughs> but parade I dead think- people out. <laughs> Was is he dead, Tony Todd? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was actually. I don't know. Him. I'm. No, I think it was CG'd. Well, like CG'd not... onto the floating <laughs> head, of course. But hold on, googling. If not okay. I Tony Todd really is bad. an American actor, so he is he is still around. Oh yeah, he's been <laughs> acting. Like... Yeah, he was in uh, the but... Spider Man Two game. He's still doing stuff. But was he in this? Yeah, that was his real face. That was his real voice. That was him. Okay, well, then I take back what I said about ghoulish puppetry. <laughs> but it shouldn't have looked like ghoulish puppetry. How about that? I'm yeah. going to save it. The de-aging. I'm going to save my criticism a little bit. The de-aging, mm, uh, if they, especially because they only showed his face like twice. Yeah. Because the rest of the time, it was just like this kind of shitty CGI in the in the mirror. Yeah. And I don't know. It just didn't work for me. But it felt like they were parading a corpse around, which I hate. Parading an alive man around. An alive man. (laughs) A living man. A living living man actor should not be performing in a way that they look like they're parading his corpse around. Yeah. Can we agree on that? (laughs) Yeah. Can we at least agree on that? Because I was yes. like, I just thought, I just assumed he was dead because of how it was all framed and and whatever. But sorry, yeah. Whoops. I also feel like if we're playing a drinking game, the amount of people that I thought were dead, 
I don't know what my number we're column, at now, but yeah. It's high. <laughs> my dead <laughs> column is incorrectly inflated. Like I I do not pay attention to how many people are still alive. I assume I assume most of them are dead. <sighs> I don't know what that says about me. That's okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> should we talk about money or do you have more? Do you have more lines? I don't have more lines. Um, yeah, we can talk about money. I've got trivia popped up yeah. as well um, in case we need it. So, Well, you do have trivia this week. So <clears throat> I do. Uh, we would, I would like to hear it if there are some. Is yeah. One of, one of the coolest things I think um, this was, nice to hear his trivia and if i were to go back and rewatch the movie i would pay more attention to um but before anthony becomes Candyman, they say his full name anthony mccoy five times so that's cool yeah that's cool yeah so that's very cool um Let's see. Uh, there's a scar on vanessa williams's shoulder where she was supposed to have been stabbed Back in the original mm-hmm. movie. So, you know, mm-hmm. continuity is always cool. Continuity. We like mm-hmm. it. Um, the body count for this movie is 16 people. So. All right. I was trying 16? to count in my head. It felt really high. But I think maybe we're including, like, not including the credits because the credits show, like, every iteration of Candyman. But. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there are a lot of people and kind of calculating it like it. I got to 12, but I don't remember. It could have included the credits. I don't know. This is what I found on IMDb. My. Before we do any more trivia, I need mm-hmm. to jump back to the plot for one quick yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Is one of my biggest complaints about this being like the new iteration of Candyman being like. Fighting white supremacy or whatever. Mm-hmm. um, Is that. In the high school scene, mm. high school bathroom scene, yeah. and then also in the cop car at the end, mm-hmm. like there is a there is a pile of dead bodies, mm-hmm. and then there's one girl who survives unscathed. Right? Do you think she's not going to be the main suspect? Yeah. Like, do you think she's not going to be like immediately identified as a murderer, even though she isn't like there's no way. And the same thing with with Brianna at the end. Yeah. I was like, she can't just walk out of the first of all, she can't get out of this fucking cop car. Second, like she can't just walk away from a giant pile of dead cops and think nothing (laughs) is going to happen. Candyman, you were (laughs) kind enough to unlock the door for her and open the door for her, but you couldn't undo her handcuffs. Right. (laughs) Why? Why was that your limit? Why? It's like, you're on your own kid. What is she going to do? Yeah. (laughs) Her hands are cuffed behind her. Like she can't. Yeah. Hands cuffed behind her. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. Yeah. And and a pile, a pile of dead Chicago cops. Like, I'm not saying they didn't deserve it. They did. I'm not saying this isn't a better use of Candyman's time. It is. Candyman, do not allow black women to pay for your crimes. (laughs) Think about who you're leaving behind. Yeah. I was like, this is two. This is two innocent black women who are not going to look innocent as soon as they step out of the scene. 
Yes. Like, not fair, Candyman. You fucking take that back. <laughs> also, the fact, like, the teenage girl, I was like, I was so worried for her because I was like, everybody obviously knows that those five girls torment her. Yeah. They clearly, yeah. like, clearly are bullying her. She's obviously yeah. their victim. And then she's in the bathroom. The door is locked. Yeah. And when she comes out, all of them are dead horribly. Yeah. People are going to put two and two together. Candyman. Yeah. I did that- like <laughs> in the bullying girls scene, the one, <clears throat> the one character of color who is about to participate in the Candyman rituals, like, you know what? Never mind. I am out. Yep. And she escapes. Like, when she, yes. When <laughs> she ran, Asian girl. good for her. Yeah. Uh huh. When she ran. And then also when Brianna opened the door to the basement at the laundromat. Yeah. And it was just like a murder cave downstairs. Oh, yeah. And she said, nope. Nope. <laughs> closed it and turned around. <laughs> yeah. This is what you do to survive. As you say, I decline. Uh, no, thank you. I will not be going into that house. No. I will not be going down those stairs. I'm going home. Thanks. No. <laughs> That's how I would survive in a horror movie because I'm so fucking boring. Just be like, <laughs> Actually, my house sounds great right now. I don't need to. I don't give a shit yeah. about what's happening out here. It's you fine. know what, guys? It's about eight o'clock. I think it's about time to get into cozy clothes. I think it's time to go home. Cozy clothes. Take a little bit, you know, take a little puff of some sleepy time weed. Yep. Get a nice little, little, little sleepy buzz going and yeah. a little hot cocoa, a little little blanket you know a little sleepy cat i've next got cats to, to snuggle it's with yeah yeah so much better than <laughs> patrolling around a fucking graveyard at middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> have fun being murdered i i say this like i haven't actively done that before like i had like ghost hunter friends in college oh, yeah. that were like let's go and like i would go with them and i would just stay in the car <laughs> want to go in there and they're like why do you come i'm like because i mm. i don't want to be left behind yeah to be the survivor i guess like somebody has to tell your story (laughs) what i'm just gonna wait at the dorms for you to never come back no i at least want to be able to be like oh yeah officer this is this is what happened all my friends went into the murder house and got murdered i stayed outside because i'm intelligent thank you (laughs) See, I did make some, so. I did make, I, I made one questionable choice um, when we were like between, it was between semesters and we're in summer, breaking into abandoned buildings. You never know. Like just, yeah, yeah. it's not breaking in if you don't break anything. Like the door was open. So, you know. Well, then it's just, you're just an urban Investigating. Explorer. Yeah. But also that was urban 10 explorer. years ago. That's not... I don't know that I would call it urban were- where I'm from. <laughs> um, rural explorer. My- <laughs> rural explorer. I was a rural explorer one day. Um, I This was when I was in my 20s. So, yeah. So, we, Jer, our sexy silent producer, and his nephew, Andy, the three of us went to a, like, long decommissioned, abandoned uh mm-hmm factory in the little little city near where we live um and like it was in classic like 
decay of like the last day it was open they were just like oh yes by the way nobody works here starting tomorrow so take what you can and get the fuck out because there was like still desks with like calendars and shit on like just Mm -hmm. weird stuff and it was like five stories you couldn't go on the top two because the rain and the water had all damaged it so like the roof had caved in um couldn't do the top two floors but we went on the third floor and we just kind of patrolled around and yeah jerry's taking photos and so was andy and Everybody was having a great time. Um, and it was, you know, fun because it was in the yeah. daytime. Yeah. And I I was kept telling myself I was I wasn't scared. But we got to the basement. <laughs> oh and good. We went Basements are never not and scary. Obviously, <laughs> we went in the daytime. Okay. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this won't be scary at all. Um, so the the two floors that we were on were like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is like, you know, rainy gray light coming in. Yeah, uh, we went down on unfathomably spiral stairs. Oh, God. Uh, we went down into the basement of this abandoned factory and like pushed the door open. OK, like it's a steel door. We pushed it mm-hmm. open and it stuck. All right. Mm-hmm. So we thought so we open the door, we walk through and it's just like a long hallway of like in like broken rust belt decaying industry. Yeah. A lot of metaphor there. And we're walking and we're walking. We stopped to look at something and and both dudes are taking photos or whatever. And the door slammed shut behind us. How loud did you scream? And I got to see what all of us were like when we thought we were about to die. And we were all silent. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just froze completely. And I I I was like, I th- oh, I think the door just came unstuck. And like <laughs> Andy looked yeah. over his shoulder and he's like, I got to tell you, I almost shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, same. <laughs> he's like, I don't think I've ever been that scared in my oh life. My <clears throat> and then we went upstairs back to, we were like, okay, I think that's enough for the day. I think that's, yeah. let's yeah. just end on that note. And we went upstairs and there was a hand <laughs> like curled around a door as like as we were coming up from the basement that I had not seen before and I shrieked and I started like backing away and then Andy started laughing he's like I forgot I put that there (laughs) (laughs) he had been there the week before with one of his friends and he just put that fucking prop there to scare the shit out of whoever came in not realizing it was gonna be him yeah Oh, that's excellent. So that's the closest I've ever come to being in a horror movie. (laughs) For context, um, this is Jared's nephew who is not 12, correct? No, he's my age. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're all around the same age. Old enough to be completely responsible for our own stupid choices. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say, like, (laughs) just having 12-year-olds running loose in these abandoned buildings, setting up props for later <laughs> setting up scare i mean jump that, scares for later that is something a 12 year old would do oh for sure <laughs> unsupervised unsupervised absolutely that is something a 12 year old would do but no he was like 20 he's like 25 at the time okay it's all good um any more is there any more trivia um, are we gonna talk about money most of it relates to like the previous generation of Candyman, but yeah, how much money do you think this uh, this cost? Oh, 
lots of big names, bigish names, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, 78 million. Ooh, you are highballing. Oh, really? Mm hmm. 30 million. It cost $22 million estimated All to right. make this movie, okay. which is why the CG looked the way that it did, I assume. Okay. All right. Um, it made that back threefold in U.S. and Canada. Good. Worldwide, good, good, um, good. it made about 75 or $77 million. Mm hmm So. Good, good, good. Yeah. All right. What do you think the critics thought about this? What do you think the tomatoes were? I feel like the critics might have been higher on this than we were. They uh, were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were indeed. They were. And just nicer. to say, this is not a bad movie. It's just not. No. Yeah. It's just not. There are some missed right? opportunities that would have made it great. Um, yes. I will say the critics maybe gave it a. A solid C plus a seventy five. You are low on the critics, wow, but high on the audience. Yeah, slightly high on the audience. Yeah. You're pretty close to the audience. Okay. Uh, critics were eighty four percent. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, and audience was seventy two. Okay. Um, everybody. I hate to think about the audience scores because then that just makes me worried that like they're all dumb white incels who have nothing better to do right. than shit on black people. The reviews I read and I didn't bring any uh, audience reviews to the to this podcast, but the reviews I read from the audience did not seem to be like, oh, this is what happens when woke people. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like they didn't. Nothing was like that. It was kind of mostly what we were saying of like, okay, eh. yeah, <laughs> wanted to like it, yeah, had a lot of opportunity. Um, <clears throat> all right, so I have a positive review from Emma Jane Betts from the Digital okay. Fix. Uh, she said, Nia DaCosta does a fabulous job of modernizing Candyman. The gore, violent sequences, and general atmosphere are almost suffocating at times. I didn't really feel suffocated, but okay. I, I didn't, but okay, yeah. Emma. Um, all right. My negative negative one is from Richard Propes from The Independent Critic. I almost just didn't say he was from Critic. The Independent Critic. I just said he was- The Independent. The Independent. Richard Propes, The Independent. Uh, he said, it's a modestly satisfying horror film with a whole lot to say and nary a clue how to say it. I very much agree with. I wouldn't say nary, but you know- <laughs> I wouldn't say nary because I've never said that, but <laughs> I've never used that word. Rarely do we use nary. <laughs> um, and then I have, I have a questionable one because it's it's listed okay. as a positive review, but it's just from somebody named Eve Tushnet, which I Ooh. like her name, but I don't know okay. where she's from. She's not listed as any paper. It's a great or, name, though. It's a great name um but she said it is a labyrinth in in paint splattered coveralls just as twisty and just as messy okay and it's like i agree with that but i don't think it's that positive yeah 
Like, I don't know why it's listed as a positive review, but whatever, whatever. It could be you, like fine. a, you know, like a C plus. C plus is positive. It's. Yeah. I know there yeah. are mixed no, reviews. I would, and that that's what I would. It. That's what I would give this movie. I would give this a C plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What, um, what are we going to, what are we going to watch next week? Yeah. Oh, okay. Next week. Okay. Um. I think I had decided on this a while ago just because my tender little baby heart. Um, the Valentine season is upcoming and upon us by the time that this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was afraid to put this on because I don't want to be too mean. But, you know, we, we enjoy things here sometimes, too. Uh, next time, I would like to watch Fool's Rush In for Matthew Perry. Okay. Because that's who we watched it for when I watched it as a child and then Salma Hayek was there and I had a little bit of an awakening, so. All right. I'm happy to watch that. Okay. We're going to be, next time's going to be sad, guys. (laughs) There are some great lines in that one, though. There are some great lines. A fun movie. It's a very sweet, yeah, it's a very sweet, fun rom-com. Yeah. But okay, <laughs> all right. It's gonna be hard. it's gonna be hard on the heart. It's all it will. But I think you're going to I think you're going to figure out my best worst line as you hear it <laughs> when that one comes around because it's a good one. Oh boy! All right. Well, I think we've we can put the lid on back on the candy jar. Yeah. <laughs> no more candy um, for us. No more candy for us. Put it back on the shelf. Um, but yeah, so join us next time for Fool's Rush In. Yep. For a little bit of sadness. Yep. A little bit of sadness. And, um, you know, until next time, I guess remember that there ain't a dick on the planet good enough to offset a demonology habit. Black people don't need to be summoning shit. They don't. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>